So today I got a letter in the mail and um, it's encouraging to get letters from T.D. Jakes and Joyce Myers and Charles Stanley. Um, but I want to read it to you because I think it's good to share from T.D. Jakes. And it says, I know what you are thinking. You may be used to water down past a weakened need theologically, starting with turn the other cheek, but never going any farther. The truth is, there is a time for both. King David's son, King Solomon, wrote in Ecclesiastes 2,500 years ago that there is a time of war, a time of peace. The devil wants you to believe you are supposed to just lie down and take it. To believe that you have accepted anything that he brings against you. To believe that you have no path to victory. How many of y'all know the devil is a liar? Come on now. He ain't nothing but full of lies. (laughs) It is time to fight back. It is time to tell the devil, the enemy, that he doesn't get to win. He doesn't own you. He doesn't have any control over you. It is time to fight back to tell the devil that you are a warrior and victory is yours in Jesus Christ. You may recall the story of David and found in 1 Samuel 30 before he was a king. He was off with his men in the battle conquering his enemies with great success. After a particular victory, he and his men headed back to the camp. As they approached, they saw smoke and smoldering ashes. Were they, were they long as supposed to be? Their wife supposed to be there? Their kids supposed to be there? Their home supposed to be there? But when they came back from that victory, they ran into trouble because their family wasn't there no more. The entire camp had been burned to the ground. Even worse, they learned that all the women and the children had been captured and taken away. All of them. With no one left. So just think about the excitement of winning a war. But then then think about the turmoil of coming home and everything is gone. Including your wife and your kids too. They all gone. So David was astonished to victory. He was so excited about victory. He had slain lions, birds, even a giant. He had been victory over ten of thousands. He was returning from another victory's battle. But the devil was trying to take him out. How many of y'all had the devil try to take y'all out? Some of the men were distraught. They wanted to kill David. David could have run. I mean, just think about it. David was the leader. He had men coming with him to fight in that war with him. They looked up to David and did come home to say, all your stuff is gone, it's been burned down, and your wife and your children are not fair? How much they wanted to just turn David up as the leader? Because their family's gone. And thank God that God gives him the strength and the the ability to stand strong as a king that he was. David could have run. He could have tried to escape with his life and accepted the defeat. He could have let them stone him. But instead, David humbled himself before God and fought back. Hold on, hold on. Let me say that again. (laughs) Instead, David humbled himself before God and fought back. See, that's the thing about it. When we humble ourselves and not think on our own ways and do our own thing and know that God is the one who has the victory, we have to bow down to him and ask him, what should I do, God? How should I take this victory? How can I win this victory? Can I really step out and win this battle? What? Please tell me, Lord. See, that's the intimate relationship you got to have with Jesus Christ to be able to do that. See, when you're still in the world, you don't have that connection. 
But as you draw more closer to the Lord, you get that connection. So David had that connection with that and with God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the everlasting God, the living God. So David said in um, Psalms, first Psalms 36 through 8, he said that David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Apathar, the priest, Amalek's son, please bring me the ephod here to me. And Apathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I persuade this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, persuade, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. See, he got the answer, but he knew who to run to. See, he didn't run to his cell phone. He didn't run to his um, spouses. He didn't run to um, his parents. He didn't run to his grandparents. He didn't run to the money. He ran to who he knew all things, what he to do. How was he going to win to it? He humbled himself and asked the Lord, what should I do? How can I win this battle? How can I overget everything that's been stolen? And will I get it all back? And so... You say, you know, you, you, you thinking about, you know, what do you do about such struggles? Then I know we look at each other and be like, oh, they got it going on. But be reality, we all have struggles. I can think about the time when I, it's been plenty, many years ago, when I came home. And this home has been built for like five years in a relationship, family, loving and caring and, you know, built a lot of memories in this house. But one day I came home with my daughter and everything was gone, but except for her room. Can you imagine that you build up on a home, a family that you thought that was with each other till the day y'all died, that everything's gone and everything in the house is a mess? No more front room, no more kitchen table, no more TV, no more bedroom. No more bathroom stuff, no more, no more washing dryer, no more of that. It was all gone. And to the moment when I think about, I was so shocked and amazing. But first thing I did, I'm going to be honest with you. I took my daughter and I took her down the street to my friend's house because I really didn't want her to deal with that stress and overwhelming like, Mama, what's going on? Because she didn't understand she was a teenager. So she was going to ask me after fact, but I had to look, I had to go take her somewhere because she wouldn't see what was going on at the house. And when I got back to that place, like David did, I cried out to God. And I got on my knees and I said, God, if you are real, at the time of my turmoil, at the time of my afflictions, at the time of the enemy trying to destroy me, at the time of everything has been falling down and I was crying out, I was really hurt because the person that I loved so much took it all away from me. And it really wasn't nothing but the enemy who was working through him and the enemy that was just trying to destroy who we, who, what I built up on, what I thought about. I cried out on that floor. And I said, God, if you are real, please help me. Help me out. Help me, Jesus. Help me, please. So I got strength to clean up this place where we stayed at. I had strength to to start back over. I had strength because it was only by the grace of God that I humbled myself. And I knew that God, I knew that if there was a God, that he will be able to help me. I didn't get up on my phone. I didn't go call my friends. I didn't even tell my neighbor what was going on. I got on that floor and I was crying out to God because I was so hurt. 
And as I cleaned up that mess, as I all the stuff was gone away from me, and I got a place to stay at, and my daughter, we were staying at somebody else's house. I didn't know how God was gonna work in the midst of it all, but everything that I got taken away from me, He restored every furniture piece. He restored every kitchen table, every bedroom that I had, the things that I had in my house. He restored it all. It was only because I humbled myself and I cried out to God at the bottom of that pit that I needed help. And ain't nobody going to be able to get me up from this situation but him. And so that was several years ago. And come back to a recent year, that's probably the last couple months, the man told me, you have so much car issues. And I'm like, God, you have called me to preach the good news. You have called me to go to different places, to churches, to go to shelters, to go to um, young maternity homes, wherever you call me to do. And then I have a car that's $1,800 having problem issues. God, how is this going to work? Because I'm a single parent. And... I'm trying to be financial peaceful, but how can you have financial peace when the enemy always trying to throw something at you that like, can you really do it? So again, I cry out to God, how are we going to do this? How are we going to fix this car? And God worked it out because the car got fixed. And on top of that, the people who fixed the car, let me borrow a car for a couple days while my car was getting fixed. And I was praising God through the midst of it all. And then when I got that victory, something else came. I had a big nail in my tar. And I'm like, oh, God, not again. But because God has favor on his children and he takes good care of us. I had to go back down to that man who fixed on my car in Lawrenceburg. He tucked the, the, the nail out of the tar. And you know what he said to me? He said, this is a blessing. I won't charge you anything. I was so excited. And I gave him a hug and said, thank you. See, the struggle is real. We have hard times as victory. But we're supposed to fight back. When we fight back, we don't fight back in our own thinking, our own way. We fight back with what God says. We cry out to him. We ask him for help. So let me get back to the story. <laughs> but the struggle is real, okay? But we just got to know who we need to run to. And which is, that's the God. That's the only person we can run to who can help us. We can't do this battle on our own. So, but in the midst of the, of the anguish, um, in the midst of my anguish of the, everything I went through, I give glory all back to God because he helped me overcome the issues to fight back. See, it wasn't by me doing it on my own or trying to make up the ways or trying to see what was going to go on or trying to work it out in my own midst. What happened was I cry out to God. I asked the Lord to help me, to, to, to help me, show me the way. So when you are facing with difficult times in your life, fight back. When your family is under distress or circumstances that you see beyond um, your control, fight back. When your friend confines in you about a life event that they fear will destroy them fight back the victory's grace of love our lord and savior is available for you and all of us when you fight back the same victory is yours it's it's yours it's all of us jesus died for all he's the one who won victory but we are the one who gotta humble ourselves and ask for help just like david did 
Did you know they restored everything back? They went back to their camp and got everything back from their camp who stole it from them. They got their wife got, they got the kids back, and they got more. And they 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 <laughs> they tore them up. But God already told David, yes, you will, you will get everything back. And that's how we have it now in 2019. Can we still believe it? God still will in victory over what the devil has said. See, God says in his words, I have given you the victory. I give you the victory through Jesus Christ. If we humble ourselves, if we look up to God, if we seek his word, if we have an intimate relationship with him and believe what he says and cry out to him and humble ourselves, we can win victory over everything the devil trying to throw at us. He said, I give you authority to trouble over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by enemy hurt you. You heard that? Nothing shall by enemy hurt you. So victory lies within you. The power is within you. The courageous is within you. The boldness is within you. And you can fight back. But the question is, before I get off this podcast... Is do you know how to fight back? Do you know where you're supposed to stand at? Who you're supposed to humble to? Who you're supposed to cry out to? Who you need to tell what's going on with the situation? And if you don't know, I want to tell you, it's through Jesus Christ. And he helps you win every victory that the devil's trying to steal from you. Victory belongs to us as his children. That's what he wants us to have is his victory. But we have to deal with the process of what he's going to deal with us as individuals. And he molds us to be like him. And he molds us to cry out to him. He molds us to praise him. He molds us to worship him. He molds us to have his spirit and be just like him. And know that he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And he's everlasting to everlasting to everlasting to generation to generation to generation. And he doesn't stop. So continue to fight the good fight. That's what Paul says. And I'm going to say that now. Now Tisha's going to tell you today. To continue to fight the good fight. The devil might think that he's winning. But if we walk into the goodness and the grace of the Lord. And say what he has called us to say. And know that we have all victory as we humble ourselves underneath the mighty God. And we'll go over him. We'll trample over him. The God of peace will trump Satan. Under our feet The God of peace Will crush Satan Under our feet Let me say it again The God of peace Will crush Satan Under our feet (laughs) Yes (laughs) God bless you And so if you want to get sponsorship For your podcast Make sure you add Anchor. Anchor is, um, you just go to anchor.com to add sponsorships and um, to your podcast. And sponsors are sponsor you. And um, you will be able to get other people to listen to your story and get paid for it too. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>